Hello, this is episode 105 of the Next Report, where we talk about Unix and Overlook pop culture. Once again, I'm Thomas, and I'm going to be doing another solo episode, and I'll try to get something together maybe next week or maybe maybe a week from next week. I don't know yet. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so Suffice it to say, uh, we'll see what happens. But for now, <clears throat> um, kind of the theme of this episode is kind of, you know, there's going to be some news thrown in, plus it's kind of a message of self-reflection, um, which, you know, we'll get into the first part of the show and everything else. Um, but First coming up, um, I was looking at uh, this week's um, DistroWatch, and they're a fantastic site. Any Anytime you want to know about Linux BSD-related news um, for an alternative operating system news, they're a fantastic site. Uh, they tested out the latest Fedora release, Fedora 25, which um, for the longest time the you know the graphics that you'll see say in ubuntu you know 1604 and earlier it's made possible by something called the x11 server and this type is or the the variety of x11 server is it's the x window system um it's since it's operating on unix principles it's you know client network type of deal. Um, that's why if you look on tutorials for you know Ubuntu on Windows on getting a graphical interface up and running, why it says you have to redirect to you know a TCP port. That's because it operates on network principles. So that so people were trying to find a way to move away from that sort of thing and keep you know graphical interfaces kind of localized with the necessary stuff to you know operate remote applications over a network and all that good stuff. Should there be a need to do it, um, it's it, it takes a really long time to explain how how X11 works and may go into the history of it um, in a future episode. But for now, they're trying to switch, you know, what's called the rendering thing to Wayland, which is supposed to make things a little bit, you know, faster and better and all that good stuff. And not so much code bloat because um, a project inevitably has, you know, code bloat. When openoffice.org was, you know, forked to what's now known as LibreOffice. A lot of the stuff that they did was simply removing obsolete code, so, and that took a while. Um, so that's, you know, what's happened with that. But one of the... Th and, of course, they had some minor issues. The person reviewing it had some minor issues, which it's mostly cosmetic, so not every not all the kinks are worked out yet. And luckily it worked for him because he was using Intel graphics and other graphics manufacturers mileage is going to vary at this point. So 
So, um, and I'm I'm using Ubuntu 16.04, and I'll be using it for the next few years until I'm forced to another long-term service release. Um, because a lot of stuff I do, um, I know for sure under X11 it'll work. Even though the interface is Unity, it still operates off of X11. Um, a lot of applications still require X11 to function. So until such a time as um, Unity goes beyond X11 and uses Mirror, instead, I'll be sticking with what I have for the time being. But a minor bit of news that stuck out to me is something called Sparky Linux. Their site now supports HTTPS. What does that mean? It means they're now using an SSL certificate so that when you visit their site, their project page, it's an encrypted connection. So if there's a forum somewhere, for example, and you sign up, your username and password is not sent plain text. It is sent encrypted. And that means that means a lot more security so that somebody can't intercept your username and password and wreak havoc. That's some great news. And I finally got SSL to behave on the nextreport.com. So from here on out, when you go to that website, it's going to use HTTPS instead of just HTTP. That, that means that if you, if you, you know, get a username, password for the site, which there's a reason I don't have a sign up for the site at the moment because spam bots will just suddenly sign up. That and I, I have no problem letting comments be on there. It's, it's easier if I just manually add people and only time I would have a reason to add somebody is if they were going to write for the site anyway, which I'll be working on that in the coming weeks as well. But yeah, that's, it's part of the whole operational security or OPSEC that I'm trying to you know, get implemented here because with topics that I may talk about over the coming weeks, it's going to be a good idea because um, you're, you know, inevitably, you know, inevitably, you know, a troll might want to stir up trouble or somebody may get so upset that, you know, they scream and shout or do other things that are not so very nice or honorable. So it's a good idea to have that sort of stuff in place. Um, it's just a good idea in general, but um, and and I'm kind of skipping to the third item in my agenda real quick, um, because you know it'll be quicker to get this part out of the way than do this nice somber thing. And then oh, by the way, um, I grabbed this, grabbed this router, the N600 from Netgear. Um, 
last week. I haven't plugged it in yet or set it up yet or anything. I'm probably going to do it over sometime tomorrow or Wednesday. So um, it's supposed to have some a few more features. And my my current router is honestly if it's a few years old. So um, I've had this bad boy since. 2011 um it's it's about five years old and i'm wanting something that has a little bit more range and this one does um i don't care so much about the <coughs> network genie app or any any of that nonsense i'm just wanting something that has a little bit wider control you know wider range so that if i'm downstairs if i'm Heck, if I'm in the laundry room of the apartment complex that I'm currently in, it might actually reach all the way out there, which would be pretty cool. If not, I can just buy a network extender and or buy one of those repeaters and and see if that would work very well. Um, but it would get better range, probably, and a little bit higher speed and maybe be able to handle a few more devices <clears throat> plus some additional security features and all that good stuff and probably more up-to-date firmware so so it it wasn't my ideal um method of you know doing getting something bigger better and better but um i was wanting to get you know linksys and flash it with custom firmware that's you know open, free and open source but i want the opportunity to read up on that stuff and learn a little bit more about it and enhance my skill set in that area a little bit more before messing with that but um the old router i could do one of two things um one i could rename the ssid number use it as an access point and connect it to the new router, probably. Or two, I could just not use it at all or let somebody else use it. But I'm kind of wanting something that's kind of free and clear of, you know, old cruft and everything else. So we'll see what happens. Um, but anyway, um, better range, higher speeds, dual band, by the way. So that's going to help a lot. Um, prevent interference. I also have behind me, by the way, and I'm surprised this this already ch charged is a pair of Bluetooth headphones from Altec Lansing. Because I made the mistake of buying cheapo headphones for like ten bucks, and only one side, the left side, played any sound. The right side didn't work at all unless I kind of juggled it around then it would barely work and then quit working altogether and I'm like mm, no this was not put together very well and when I tried to you know bend and tweak it to where the wire might pop into the right spot bam the thing snaps I'm like oh yeah no yeah no <laughs> it was poorly constructed and of course, I have not had the chance of using this USB to VGA adapter yet, but I will probably get that opportunity in the coming weeks. So here's where we're at right now. Um, 
this is kind of a I was going to maybe cover something related to the reglue project down in Texas, but I I didn't see an announcement yet. They probably aren't doing it yet as far as I know. So um and this was published at the end of November. So so about a week ago. And it's kind of something that I'm going to read in full because it kind of it kind of reflects upon something that's kind of important and that's our time. Uh, and uh Ken Helios Starks is the one that you know wrote this and and in the preface, and of course the link will be available in the um, both the notes of the final video, in case you just want to watch and look my you know scruffy face while I talk, or it'll be in the show notes of the podcast because that's going to go out at the same time, and I'm kind of doing this kind of in a hurry so that I can get some rest, get up early. Um, head to my current night job and and we'll you know uh, it's it's gonna be a crazy quote-unquote friday for me monday nights are my friday nights it's it's ironic really um that'll change of course in the near future as i've been talking about but uh for now you know i gotta work with what i can work with so it's it's uh it's the anyway this essay's title is what time do you have and appropriately a picture of a of a you know old-fashioned clock watch i think yeah more of you know one of those old-fashioned watches you know with the dial the mini dial towards the bottom of it and all that good stuff it it's you know he starts out by saying this is something I wrote over a year ago and I am going to republish a segment of it being in the holiday season. It's a good time for self-reflection and remembering what is really important to all of us. Someone asked me what it was like to be diagnosed as terminal and told the only, that only month separated me from thin dark veils. So this is what was on my mind and I want to share it with you. Maybe it helps someone else facing the same thing. Maybe. Um, so I'm going to read. That was kind of in italics and everything else. I'm going to read this whole thing to you because it's it is important to kind of take some things into perspective, and and I'll kind of come back to that overall message towards the end of the podcast today. So here is the essay in full. Let me tell you what being diagnosed with terminal cancer taught me. It's deceptively simple. There is not an asset or physical object in the universe that is more valuable than time. You cannot purchase it. You cannot steal it. You cannot manufacture it. When you can see the finish line rushing to meet you, there's nothing you can do to stop it. That boring conversation with my baby brother that seemed to go on forever? Let me have those moments again and let me really hear him instead of contriving a way to get away. 
His death strikes the very center of my being, and at times I anguish over the things that should have been. Let me put my hand upon his shoulder and meet his gaze. Let him know that I am listening. Let me laugh with him at his terrible jokes. Let me put my arm around him and pull him close when he tells me that he just lost his job. Let me weep with him. Tears are powerful if they join and flow with others. Together they form resolve. This is what I consider to be important, seconds after being told I had eight months to live. My failings came in a rush. Things that I had an opportunity to do but chose not to. Things I did do that hurt others terribly, deeply. Things that I cannot believe the universe could forgive or would. It was those things that battered my psyche almost to the point of screaming out in agony. So many things. Just one more hour to finish my childhood scrapbook I was working on to give my daughters. Just 15 more minutes to help my wife find her glasses. Just 10 more minutes to give my friend a ride after I made the excuse that I was too busy. Just nine more seconds to backtrack and duck my head back into the kitchen and say, I love you too, honey, as I made my way to work. I wish I had lowered my fat backside down and sat on the floor to spend more time with my best friend. I want time to be with him on his level, to let him know how much I love him. He was painfully bonded to me, and even me going on a trip to the store sent him into anxiety and then depression. Diane said he would go to his bed and pout, but then he's at the door to greet me. His hearing is tuned to the sound of my car door closing. For the next 45 seconds, he is a puppy again. He crouches with his hand hind end up in the air as if ready to pounce. He loses his little mind as I come through the door. I kneel to hold his head and massage his ears, and I kiss his cold, wet nose. I needed to hold him and love him more. He was an old, sick guy like me, and he had a bad heart. He wasn't with me near as long as I needed him to be. It was my duty to do these things, and I wish I had done it more. When you can see the end taking dead aim at you, it becomes clear that you get none of this back. Not one hour, not one minute, not one second. The universe is an excorable timekeeper. Your life's race ends for you when the universe says your life's race ends for you. This is what being diagnosed with terminal cancer taught me. Though my dis through my despair, I was reminded that it's never too late to search for and regain hope. Being diagnosed as terminal by one doctor prompted a 70-30 survival prognosis by another. The brutal treatment regimen I chose saved me, but made me horribly ill for months. It forced me to question my choice for this particular treatment, and I thought of quitting. It reduced me to a pile of skin and bone, a lump of nausea, fear, and disconsolation within my sweat-stained bedsheets. 
It took me just over 19 months to struggle up the sidewalk and turn the key in the re-glue shop door. But through it all, here I am. Here I am telling you what is important. Not to me precisely, but to you, to a generation of kids who will go through the most important years of school without a computer or a mom or a place she or he can lay their heads without fear of dying by a stray bullet of a drive-by shooting. Here I am telling you that the life which promised a coughing, gasping, bulging-eyed, choking red end was revived by hope, by people who care enough to look past your bank account, by those who told me that hope would keep me alive if I allowed it to do so. Make no mistake here, not many people with late-stage cancer survive this level of treatment. And if they do opt for it, most often they quit 30% through the regimen. It can and often does cause cancer in the same parts of your body a scant few years later. It come ba- comes back enraged that you chose to stand up to it then, doubling its efforts to wipe you from the living face of the earth. But it kills the cancer for now. So it's now in which I live. Now that I share this with you. This, take stock of all around you. Allow for yourself to see things through my eyes or the clear, bright eyes of any cancer survivor. Then and only then may you think about the unknown time ahead of you. Use it wisely and to the love and understanding of others, because you'll never get that opportunity again, ever. All righty then. And somebody anonymous basically said, powerful words. You have a gift, man. It is said no one really learns from another's experience, but you have the power to transmit that feeling so clearly that I will call home right now just to say my family how much I love them. One of the greatest things that we have, uh, kind of one of the most important things we have, and I kind of slipped up here and there because I was, I should have read it through fully before doing this, but I didn't. But I'm human. So I guess I'll learn for future episodes. <laughs> but the overall message is clear. And that overall message is that time is one of the most important things that we can have. And we got to think about the now because at the moment, how we're feeling, what we're thinking at the moment is important. We have nothing in life but time. Just throw away any, any, throw away your credit score, throw away your bank account information. Just not, not literally set it aside for a moment because we have nothing but time. And once it's past time, you don't get that back. It kind of makes you reflect and wonder um, about a lot of things. What if, what if I had left overnights a few years ago? What if I, what if I had a daytime job, nothing but a daytime job? 
what moments would I be able to have instead? <coughs> Sorry, my sinuses are kind of doing this to me. It was supposed to do it a couple of months ago, but the weather has not been cooperating thanks to El Nino. But we're, we're probably going to get you know a couple of 60-degree days in December. And finally, it's going to cool down uh, this this week again, and maybe snow, which I hope it's not horrible snow. But um, anyway, the one thing that I want people to know and understand is that you, yeah, you can create new moments, but other moments you don't get back. You have nothing but your time in your life. And it's prudent to use it wisely. Um, there have been time, there have been times where I'd come home after a long week, and I would just, after being awake for a few hours, I would crash and burn, and then I would get up at midnight Wednesday morning, and a good portion of my, you know my normal, let's just say, days, quote-unquote, off, is virtually gone. I only have about 24 hours before, before a fully free time before I have to get prepared to go back into night mode. And some people can do it. Some people are all about that night owl stuff. And you get to realize that that it's it's time for a change, right? And I'm getting to that point because I'm discovering that my time is important, right? That my you know my life is going in directions that you know that's in confl- it's conflicting with where I'm at at the moment in terms of employment and everything else. So this holiday season, do yourself a favor. Look back and go, what have I done with my time? Do I feel like it's all just been vacuumed up and taken away? Or do I feel like a lot of stuff has happened and it's been amazing? Or maybe in between. Where can I better use my time? And when am I going to allow myself to be valuable enough to make more time? In the sense of being free up to do certain things. Because in all honesty, at some point, um, you know, wherever one may be at in life, they may not be happy right now. Um, it could be some, it could be some form of employment that is not fulfilling their needs. It's an environment that they realize they are no longer compatible with. And they have to put a brave face going forward, or it could be somebody who's been homeless for a number of months because of, you know, because 
because of horrible circumstances. When are you going to allow yourself to be valuable enough to value your time and do the things that need to be done in order to make the best use of your time? And, you know, that, you know, I've, I've come to realize that, you know, some things have got to change in my life and I've, I'm making steps now to do that. Um, in the coming months, well, probably the coming weeks, let's make that a little sooner rather than later. I have a bad habit of putting this stuff off. Part of the reason why I've steered from crowdfunding, steered clear of it, is because I felt that I wasn't valuable enough to what I did wasn't valuable enough at the time, didn't have enough value to offer to do something like Patreon or some other crowdfunding platform so that people can be like, yeah, we like what you do. Here's a few bucks. Keep going. Keep it up. But then, irony of irony, a show that glorifies trolling, <laughs> The Dick Show, Dick Masterson as the um, as the main host of the show. Uh, I think I think it was a guy named Sean, one of the co-hosts, that basically said, or or somebody else. I can't remember who. I'd have to go back and let, listen to the one episode again. I can't remember which one it was either. But one person on that show basically said. You have to give yourself permission to make money with what you do, or something to that effect. You have to give yourself permission to make money. There comes a point where you need to see enough value in yourself. And since we have nothing but time, what are we going to do with the time we have? So... In the coming weeks, um, there will be a Patreon. Um, there will be plans to kind of start trickling more content on the main website, kind of write some articles, go, hey, this is kind of what's happened this week. Um, you know, cover this, what's gone on in the site first, and plus some interesting stuff that I've found over the week, and kind of do kind of semi, kind of a weekly thing, maybe. I don't know. Kind of pull something from the day and from each day, I don't know yet. And then keep going with a little bit more content, a little bit more content, a little bit more content and start out with $1 on Patreon and go, basically it's nothing more than a tip and encouragement to just keep going and then add more options as more avenues become available because I would not do an exclusive bonus video thing with the webcam I have built into my Asus monitor. Goodness knows it's a good web camera and I'm forever grateful for the monitor I have today. It's a fantastic piece of equipment but I'm wanting something that can do more high-end video in that sense. But for now, I'm good with what's there. 
Um, only only problem is, I don't think this camera has Brightcam has a microphone built in, but that's okay. Um, it does pretty good video, and that's all that matters to me right now. But how important are you? How important is your time to you? To tell your the ones that are closest to you in your life that they're important to you or that you hope they're doing good today. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, and I'll give you an example of this. Uh, earlier this year, um, my girlfriend had started new employment. Wonderful lady, by the way. She's, she's amazing. Um, her mom, who had been... Who had suffered? Who had been suffering bone cancer? It's the type that doesn't go away. By the way, the type that you can do treatment for. You're only going to buy yourself time, assuming you make it through the treatment. At some point, whatever med the medicine that you can use on that to keep it at bay, it'll break right through it. Uh, she made it through the treatment the first time. They thought she wasn't going to make it. She somehow did. Testament of willpower, by the way. She did long enough to see her own daughter graduate college. But she was back in the hospital for different illness because that type of treatment, by the way, causes your immune system to go virtually bye-bye. It sucks. And I convinced her to go see her that weekend because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. It could, it could have been the last time. And she recently passed. Um, not long ago. It was one of those moments she was able to obtain. And, you know, she went back to the hospital and I went with her to see her again in the hospital when she was a little bit more awake and aware and doing better. We even went to the state fair together this year. Um, her mom, her father, her, myself, and one of her brothers. Time was valuable enough to me that I went and I spent time with them. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. When some things are not going well in your life, and certain aspects aren't satisfactory anymore, and, and an environment is not particularly compatible with you anymore, and you're not compatible with it, it's time for a change. Do you see your time as valuable enough that you're willing to make that change? And that's kind of a, 
question I'll kind of return to at the end of the show. Um, anyway, I, I, of course, do have that new router, and I threw in the fact that I got some Bluetooth headphones that I'll be testing out on my phone. Um, my phone, make sure it works. Um, but, yeah. And, of course... Of course, if you visit the Next Report fan page on Facebook, I'm going to also try a uh, try something out called like our meme of the week. And if it came from somebody else, we'll give credit where it's due. Um, the Libertarian Troll actually had something from 2013 that was funny as all let out. Um, <laughs> um college democrat group was doing a you know i guess brownie sale to raise money and all that for their group and it got hijacked by trolls <laughs> oh oh and i shook my head going wow just wow oldie oldie but a goodie but um but if but if uh if you have memes you want to want to share or say, Hey, this is kind of funny. Um, feel free to point it out. Um, we have multiple avenues, Facebook, Google plus Tumblr. And I of course have my personal blog as a Tumblr. Now, Thomas Holbrook.com. Um, yay. And so I don't have to manage multiple platforms at once. And so, more resources are freed up for the main website and the podcast. So I don't have to worry about any of that anymore. And unfortunately, a lot of my uh, stuff went bye-bye. I still have databases, a database for for the old, old blog. So I may be able to just go ahead and uh, import the text or export it and pull the text from all of that and blah, 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 blah. But for now, I'm good. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to move on to the overlooked pop culture segment of the show. Um, I didn't have a chance to watch, uh, tables, letters, and chairs again, that's going to change in the next, you know, coming weeks. And I'll be able to have a normal schedule, <laughs> a normal schedule in which I will be able to watch WWE pay-per-view events live do live tweeting, do all kinds of cool stuff. But I'll, I'll go ahead and throw some stuff out there. Um, AJ Styles retains the WWE World Championship, uh, courtesy of James Ellsworth, because he wanted his title shot, of course. And finally, we're kind of sort of seeing the Wyatt family getting a bit of a push. Um, I hope the direction continues. They, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, are now the... Smackdown Tag Team Champions. I don't know if they're going to do it Fabulous Freebird styles like uh, like the New Day, but it would actually be interesting if suddenly um, Luke Harper obtained a minor championship like the Intercontinental Championship in a surprise ma manner. And they start you know, building up momentum from there for WrestleMania. 
or or if Bray Wyatt starts to. Who knows? Um, but it'll be interesting, and who knows what's going to happen with Goldberg. Ideally, I'd like to see The Undertaker ultimately challenge AJ Styles, win the championship one more time, have one more title run from you know the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania at the very least. It'd be pretty cool. Have Goldberg somehow magically win the Royal Rumble by some freak accident where Lesnar tries to do something to get Goldberg humiliated and eliminated, only for it to completely backfire. Of course, now that I'm saying this, it's probably not going to happen, but whatever. I didn't expect that match at Survivor Series to be not even be 90 seconds. <laughs> Two spears and a jackhammer. I thought it was going to go longer, but oh my goodness, that and whether people loved it or hated it, they talked about it. So no, that wasn't lazy booking. That was that was clever booking because of the fact that people are talking about it. They're talking, hey, and um, <clears throat> of course, I get a Facebook message going, hey, I'm about to apply for Walmart. Can I use you as a reference? I'll have to answer for them in a moment. But um, uh, pardon me while I look down at my phone for five seconds. Be like, yeah, sure. Oh, that'd be ironic. And the ironic part is... Is that... I talk about change, and a friend of mine's actually changing his life direction too. So, do 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 do. So I don't want him to put. There we go. Put in my information, so you can just copy and paste it from there. But anyway, uh, my apologies for that. Did not expect that to pop up. Um, on a more interesting note, um, apparently The Intercept obtained a recording of General James Mattis of him saying, and he kind of kept his comments limited about the Iraq invasion about the military action in Iraq, saying it was probably a quote-unquote mistake, a strategic mistake, basically saying he gave his opinion, but when you're told uh, you're going in there, well, you kind of have to listen to the president. <laughs> um, so that, that kind of, that kind of uh, might uh, show a bit of a... For those of you who were cheering his possible appointment as Secretary of Defense, you might want to take a step back and pause for a moment because, yeah, he may have said and been honest about his views about it privately, but 
the fact that he just simply obeyed the president means that there may come a time where a very, very bad decision is made and he'll just blindly obey instead of saying, no, this is going to get our country blown up. I cannot do that. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully I am wrong and I am surpri pleasantly surprised. Um, and for those complaining, oh, there's a reason it's supposed to be under civilian control. Well, one of our one of our uh, secretaries of defense, um, uh, Rumsfeld. There's a reason a lot of people make fun of him. He was not that fantastic at all. Um, th this is a guy that that admitted they, the day before 9-11 that a significant sum of money went missing on his watch. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, civilian or not, the concern should be whether to follow the Constitution or not, whether they're going to follow the Constitution or not. That's going to be a little bit more important than whether they are too much of a... They, they they weren't retired long enough from the military or they were an outright civilian or blah, 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 blah. doesn't matter. Um, but um, that brings me to kind of a closing message. Time, what does it mean to you? What does your time mean to you? Um, if it means nothing, there is an issue. <laughs> um, there are people out there who who may see themselves as worthless or or unimportant and no that's not true if you are somewhere where you're happy and you're doing something and you're productive and you're able to live day to day that's all you need um take stock of the time you do have now because you're not going to get that time back once it's passed so make the most of what you have now. Otherwise, you're going to wind up being miserable as all let out for the rest of your life. And that's not fun. Um, it, it's been a long time coming on something that is going to be coming down the line for me. And it's going to be something that's going to open some doors for me, so to speak, and have give me more opportunity than I've ever had the privilege of having. Um, that's why when this podcast is published, it's going to be published somewhat late today because of the fact that um, I had to find the time to do it. The I'm not going to exactly tell you what decision I have finally made is today. I will do it tomorrow, possibly. Wednesday for sure. Once I see the reactions um, from work, from a message that I have to convey, it's nothing bad, rest assured. It's, in fact, something very good. But it's something that you know, you have to take that leap at some point, right? You got to take a chance because if you don't, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life.
So the chance that I'm going to take, it's going to be important, but it's going to open a door. One that'll allow me more time to do stuff like this. And one that'll allow me the freedom to be able to do stuff in the morning and actually generally go to bed at night. And I will start feeling better because me doing the graveyard stuff, right? For years and years on end, right? Well, it's not satisfying anymore. So uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I will probably say what it's, or Wednesday, I'll say what I'm about to do. But I have nothing but time. And I want it to mean something. And I am grateful for what I have. But if I'm not satisfied with something right now, I need to do something about it. Because if I don't, I'll be in big trouble. And so here's what can happen right now. I publish the podcast. Um... And then I just go to bed for a few hours and get up and and then and then I'll make the announcement in the morning or Wednesday, whichever. I'll do my best to do it tomorrow if I'm not like. <laughs> but um, it's one of those things where you realize you're getting your passion back on certain things and. Down the line, I'm probably going to do some self-reflecting because you need to. Each episode, kind of do a little self-reflecting. We'll definitely have our you know, interesting moments of 2016 because I thought last year was the year of clusterfucks. Uh, apparently, it decided to continue all the way through this year. Actually think this year has just been a train wreck so <laughs> um anyway entertain yourself educate yourself empower yourself the last part is especially important your time is important you have nothing but time make the most of it and i'll see you all next week